0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's program,
3: and we do invite you to call in to Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. So glad that you are listening to us today. And Calvary Live, of course, is the program for the next hour where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions or give your prayer requests. You just heard that call-in number. It's 303-690-3000. So grab a phone and give me a call. And love to talk to you about the things of the Lord to answer your questions about the Bible or Christian living or things around us that you see going on, what should be our biblical worldview. And it's important for us to have a biblical worldview because there's so many things that are going on that, cause confusion or doubt or uncertainty, and so we can go to the Word of God for clarity and understanding. So give me a call at 303-690-3000, and there is a text line, too, that you can text in a question or a prayer request, and that number is 720-336-0897. Be careful when you're texting, and as we have time in the show, we will go to the text line, but this is really your show. Uh, this is your opportunity to be able to uh, ask your questions and give your prayer requests. We're here to minister to you and pray with you and take you to the Word of God. So 303 grab one of those open lines. Grab it early in the show because, number one, the hour goes by quickly. And as we progress through the show, usually it can kind of back up. So grab one of those open lines now. And then second of all, um, that... Uh, we just want you to be blessed as you uh, have prayer needs, to be able to call in for prayer and uh, to uh, have us all join together in praying for you or uh, for your prayer requests. And uh, it's such a blessing to have the body of Christ be connected together in this next hour in that way. So three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call-in number. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Again, my name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley here in northern Colorado with you. Those of you listening on Grace FM, you are listening live on this Monday afternoon. Pray that you're doing well. All of you in Colorado and southern Wyoming, as uh, you're maybe perhaps on your way home uh, from work or school or whatever you may be doing, we just want to minister to you. And we just want to bless you in every way that we can. And then also we want to welcome all those who are listening on another uh, Christian radio network, perhaps Hope or Truth FM, Refuge FM. Uh, you are a week delayed as you listen to the radio program wherever you're at. And pray that you're having a good evening. And uh, we do want to remind you in that week delayed, you can still give us a call and uh Converse with us and ask your questions and give your prayer requests at 303-690-3000. So we welcome you. So blessed to be joined with you on the East Coast and in the Midwest and wherever you're at. Even online listeners, welcome, welcome. Uh, All around the country, uh, I see people uh, that are listening from the Northwest and down in the South and Texas and the Midwest Welcome, all of you, to Calvary Live. You can call anywhere in the country at 303-690-3000. And let's gather together, and let's see what the Lord has for us in this show. So we got a couple open lines. Um, love to have you give me a call and um, and see uh, where the Lord leads us in today's program. So 303-690-3000. Let's go to Robert in Colorado Springs. Robert? Yes. You're on Calvary Live.
4: Oh, thanks. I'm trying to parallel Um, park right now, sir. I'm going to have to park the car so I can talk with you. Yeah, that's Uh, a
3: challenge in itself right there.
4: Yeah, I'm from Chicago, so I can do it. No problem. Okay, good. Um, Just uh, in desperate need of prayer for my family. Okay, Um, absolutely facing a lot of, uh, adversity and we're split up right now. I've never, uh, I've never really faced anything like this before and it's so sad. And I, you know, I've been, I was born again in 2009 and, uh, I don't have, I, I'm just at the point where, um i yeah, basically living on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a home with my wife and children uh, and uh, now we're split up and I don't, I can't find anywhere to live. I lost okay. my job. I uh, just facing so much that I don't, other than my faith, it's, the only thing that's keeping me alive right now i don't really know um what's next and uh i've been trusting in the lord and knowing that all things work together for the good of those who love the lord and uh i just don't i can't make any i can't sense anything good coming you know like in any time in the near future i don't
3: robert he does want to work he does want to work in your life. And in that verse that you quoted, and it is it is the promise of the Lord that he promises to work for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purposes, and you've been born again. And in that verse, it doesn't mean that he turns the bad into good, but in the bad, he wants to work good. And I want you to know, Robert, that he does love you, and he desires the work. And you uh, said something that um, it's your faith that's keeping you right now. Um, And that's your hope is your faith in Jesus Christ and to turn to him. And you did a good thing by calling us and, you know, we're going to pray for you and your situation. There's nothing too difficult. You know, that's what the Lord said to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, is there anything too difficult for me? And there's nothing too difficult for you when you find yourself at the, you know, end of your rope and uh, overwhelmed. And and David found himself in that way. And, And I was thinking about how David, uh, he cried out to the Lord in Psalm 61 when there was so much uncertainty. And I hope that this brings some comfort to you. He says, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And he was in a in a situation where, you know, his family was separated. He, he was, you know, lost his you know, a uh, throne. He's out in the wilderness and the difficulties that he was going through. But he said something that that I want you to hold on to, that you can call out to the Lord. And he was at the end of his world. And he said, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You've been a shelter for me and a strong tower for my enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And I will trust in the shelters of your wings. So, Father, I pray for Robert. I just pray as he finds himself separated from his family, um, praying for reconciliation with his wife, looking for a job, uh, not even having a place to lay his head, that I know that Jesus is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and even Jesus said that he had nowhere to lay his head. And so, Lord, I just pray you be with Robert, that he would look to you, that he would know that there are people there in the Colorado Springs to help and and to counsel and, and Lord, there's, uh, uh, churches there, um, to, to be able to minister in, in different ways and different needs. But Lord, you be his counselor, you be the lifter of his head. And I pray, Lord, that you would be the one that would be a strong tower and that you would, uh, shelter him, uh, as he abides under your wings, um, the shadow of your wings, Lord and that uh, knowing that you want to work. So I just pray that you help him get on his feet, find work, some housing, that you would work in his family situation. You know everything about him. You are the God that you promise to work good and the bad as we turn to you, as we trust in you, being conformed into your image. And Lord, in his brokenness um, and in the area that he's at, um In the place that he's at, that he would see you show yourself strong in his behalf in jesus name amen
4: yes, yes, I pray in agreement with brother thank you
3: robert there's some there's some good ministries and churches down there that I know that would be willing to you know pray with you help you know and minister and and I hope that you can find them and and just um get some fellowship and uh, people to pray with you and and even ministries down there to help with practical needs so Robert bless you and we'll continue to pray for you
4: thank you very much
3: thank you you bet absolutely Mm -hmm. 303-690-3000 got a couple open lines maybe you need prayer or somebody you want to pray for or maybe you got a questions and so give me a call that's the call-in number I just gave to you Text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to phone lines in just a minute here, but I do want to remind us. It reminds me as I do the show and as I talk with people that, uh, you know, there's so many people to to minister to and reach out to. And and we can get, um, you know, so many things that uh, with the cares of life and, and the distractions that are out there, um, that we forget that there's people that are hurting and there are people that we can reach out to and minister to and, and that we would be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And uh, I believe that the Lord desires for us to reach out with the love of Jesus Christ and the opportunities that we have and to the people that are linked to us in our lives. And And uh, it just takes having a sensitive spirit and um, just being flexible in what the Lord has for us, uh, because... Uh, we are light. We're to be salt um, and to be able to to help in ways that the Lord uh, has equipped us to be able to do it and to be able to, to help in ways that he leads us. So just an encouragement for all of us that God wants to use you and he desires to use Christians in this world that it, it can be so difficult. So give me a call 303-690-3000. Love to keep the calls going. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Dane in Aurora. Dane? Hello. How are you? You're here on Calvary good. how are you? I'm doing good. What can we do for you today?
2: Um, I need to do a prayer request for my uh, godfather, Mike Pacheco, and his wife, Rebecca Pacheco, Um My godfather right now has COVID-19 and he's on life support in Pueblo, Colorado um, at Parkview Hospital. And unfortunately, his wife, too, has COVID-19 as well. And she's actually at home um, battling the virus right now. Um, Michael Pacheco is the owner of Papa Jose's Union Cafe in Pueblo, Colorado. And um, he is uh, pretty much the main restaurant owner on Union when it comes Mm -hmm. to... Mexican food and everything. Just right now he um he's uh in the hospital right now basically on a ventilator on life work and um okay. he's a big person to the community of Pueblo, Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. Along with absolutely. his wife. So if you can do okay. a prayer request for him and his wife and his absolutely. whole family, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah.
3: We will do that. Father, we do lift up Mike to you as he's in a hospital, very critical on life support, um, and you know we we've we have heard the reports and we um, have seen this COVID that has um, been in our land for over a year now, and it is real, and um, it has taken lives, and we just pray for Mike. We know that there's nothing too difficult for you to lord work and to bring healing so we pray for your healing touch to work a miracle we pray for the medical team that has been ministering to him and lord we pray for their wisdom and and lord use them to to if you choose to use them in what they're doing to bring healing but lord you're the ultimate healer the great physician we pray for your touch upon him we pray for life to come back into him And Lord, um, we just commit him to you. Lord, I also pray for his wife, uh, Rebecca, that she's recovering, that you bring healing to her, that you'd also bring comfort to her. And Lord, that as um, this couple has been a blessing to Pueblo in the community, um, Lord, we just uh, pray that um, you would just... Show yourself strong on their behalf, that you would, Lord, administer um, your grace and mercy and healing to them. And, Lord, uh, we commit them to you. And I also want to take this time, Lord, to just pray for those who are still working in the hospitals, the medical staffs and nurses and doctors. that are still dealing with this, and it's still very real. To give them strength and wisdom, Lord. And um, we thank you for their training. And, Lord, we just commit this couple to you, for you to work, um, for you to heal. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank God you so God bless you,
3: Tim. You bet. God bless you. Thank you. You bet. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call-in number. Text line is 720-336-0897. I believe we got a couple open lines. Give me a call. Let's go t- up to Laramie, where Tim's on l- line one. Hi, Tim. Hey,
5: how are we doing?
3: Good. How are you doing, Tim?
5: Well, I'm heading up that way, and uh, I are just you? catching the station up here. Uh, uh, so I uh, just crossed into Wyoming, but I just want to offer a prayer for... The secular trap and battle that so many people are in, uh, creating so much anger, um, separating everybody. Uh, some people on the far left are, can't stand the thought of Christianity. And the thing is here, you know, uh, I know some people that are so mad that, that everybody doesn't drop everything and fix the climate. But you know something? There's only one one entity that can fix the climate instantly. That's Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Right, yeah. There's no wind, there's no turbines and and no solars that can do it, really. (laughs) So uh, the thing is here, uh, there's just so much anger going on, and I think there's so much fear because of the COVID. Uh, I've had the opportunity to talk to some store managers and say, hey, is it possible maybe when somebody comes in your store instead of freaking out that their mask isn't perfect just say, hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey, we're glad to have you. But please watch that mask, OK? I hope somebody yeah. can uh, think about that. And also at the health food stores, there's all kinds of beautiful things for the immune system uh, that people can look at. It's real. Uh, there is a marvelous MD in New York. Uh, Dr. Rothberg, who uh, investigated and studied research the immune system for over a decade or more, and he's got a little book out on what absolutely takes care of viruses, anything.
3: Uh, Yeah. So, oh, I think, Tim, we just kind of, you're crossing into Wyoming, and uh, I think you just faded out. But why don't we go ahead and pray? And, Father, we do pray, Lord, that... um, lord as we find ourselves just continuing with this pandemic and just um just the uncertainty and and um uh, trying to figure out where we're going from here and and uh, everything that um you know as people are getting vaccinated and things like that but lord i just pray that you'd help people make wise choices um and lord that they make choices for their health that they, lord that they would have a peace that rules in their hearts and as businesses are trying to go forward and churches open up and been opened up, but some I know are closed, that, Lord, uh, we pray for, for you to bring healing on our land. And, Lord, that uh, there is so many voices out there. It can be confusing. But we would look to you in every way, and, Lord, to guide us and direct us. And that's what we desire. So, Lord, we just pray for your working. Um, I pray that you would keep... Um, Lord Tim, safe as he's up there and driving into Laramie. And I know I've been on that road a lot and, and, um, it's so beautiful. But, uh, I just pray that you would just uh, help him to minister to others. And I think that's what he desires to do, um, and to bring encouragement. So, Lord, just bless him and his drive. Keep him safe. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, sorry I lost you, Tim, but God bless you. Stay safe there. And, um, and we will uh, just continue to, um, you know, just give it all to the Lord. So uh, we'll just continue to trust in Him in the days in which we're living in. All right, let's see where we're at. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to uh, call for the call in number, and the text line is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. So I'd love to talk to you. And uh love to have you text in a question or a prayer request. And, you know, all of us, we're, we're maneuvering through this. And I know it gets frustrating. I know it gets difficult. I know it gets hard. Uh, but I really would uh, just um, encourage you to just stay focused on the Lord and be a blessing. And uh, the Lord desires to give us wisdom and, and discernment in the days in which we're in. So, uh, I'd love to just be able to encourage you any way that I can by giving us a call here. Uh, let's go to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Christina's online too. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. My, so I had to, I had a, a Bible question. Um, I was talking about how um, God had to send Michael to fight Satan over the body of Moses. And like the thief on the cross, um, God said to him, on this day you'll be with me in paradise. So my question is, if we, were to, if we die, will we not automatically go to heaven, or does Satan fight for all our bodies, and is there a chance that he would win, or was this just a special circumstance?
3: Well, yeah, I think, you know, that it is an interesting verse that Moses' you know, body was buried on Mount Nebo, and, and Michael the Archangel, and Jude's an interesting book, isn't it, Christina? I mean, it's just a little yeah. short epistle, but it's it's full of stuff going, "Whoa, where did he get these you know insights? And of course, inspired by the Spirit of God. Uh, but I think that was a special um, instance where Satan and Moses uh, or Satan and, and Michael the Archangel contended over the body of Moses, not the spirit of Moses. and that's what you need to keep in mind. That um, when we die, a Christian today, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So the Spirit lives on. When the resurrection comes, we will get new heavenly bodies at the rapture of the church. So I believe maybe, perhaps, Christina, one of the reasons, you might kind of study this a little bit, that they contend it with the body of Moses is because... When you go to Revelation chapter 11, there's the two witnesses. And many Bible scholars believe that the two witnesses spoken there are Moses and Elijah. And one of the reasons is is because the two witnesses, they have the ministry of Elijah and Moses. Able to call down fire from heaven, that was Elijah. Turn water into blood, that was Moses' ministry. Um, Cause it not to rain for three and a half years That's Elijah. So some believe that there's that connection that's there, that the body of Moses was going to be used. So a Christian today um, goes to heaven to be with the Lord. The rapture of the church, our bodies will be resurrected to have new heavenly bodies. I think that was a unique instance um, where they contended over the body of Jesus. And I mean, over the body of Moses, Uh, perhaps because Moses uh, is going to be on the scene in Revelation chapter 11 in the tribulation period.
1: Yes. Okay, well, that's good uh, Good news. And um, yeah. also, uh, that man that called in that was uh, uh, going through marital problems, um, I just want to give him hope and let him know that this, this time will pass and to keep the faith, and um, God has a great plan for him.
3: Thank you. I appreciate the encouragement. Thank you for calling. Christina. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. People from all over the country listening in and down in New Mexico and Albuquerque, and uh, that's where uh, uh, Skip Heisick is ministering there at at Calvary Albuquerque and been there many, many years. And uh, he's on Grace FM here. Such a tremendous blessing uh, to have Pastor Skip on and have learned so much from his teachings and stuff. I believe we have all open lines right now. So give me a call at three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number. Text line is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We're talking about Jude um, as Christina was asking about uh, the you know Michael the Archangel and Satan contending over the body of Moses. Uh, Jude is just a little epistle. Jude was the brother of Jesus and more accurately half brother, and just the insights that he has there. It's just he talks about Enoch. He talks about you know, those uh, angels who didn't keep their proper domain. Um, and uh, he it's just an incredible, incredible epistle. But also, I think one of my favorite verses in the Scripture is found in the book of Jude. And I'm going to read it to you, but he ends his epistles only 25 verses. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. And I love that verse because Jesus is the one that is able to keep us from stumbling and we will go home to be with him and, and and this is part of the good news Christina if you're still listening uh online uh that uh that he is going to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy he's going to present us before the father and and that is our hope that is you know, such a glorious thought that I think that I'm going to be presented faultless. I look in the mirror and I think, I'm so full of fault. Um, But the Lord, because of what Jesus did on the cross, and he died for our sins, and he paid it all, and he cried out, it is finished, and that we're going to be presented faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. And when we go home to be with the Lord, that I imagine he's going to look at us with those eyes of flames um, and when we go home to be with the Lord, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, as Second Corinthians 5 tells us. And, you know, we hear the jokes about the pearly gates and Peter there at the big desk and, you know, checking to see if your name's in the book and all of this. It's going to be none of that. It's going to be we're going to see Jesus. And I imagine he's going to look at us with those eyes of flames that's described to us in Revelation chapter 1, those eyes of love, and then it says that, that all the things that are unlike him, the wood, hay, stubble of our lives are going to burn up. And then as we will stand before the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ, I want to hear those words, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. And then introducing us, if you would, to the Father. Not that we need introducing, but to present us before the Father faultless. And the Father and the Son are going to rejoice over you isn't that incredible and that's why we want to keep our eyes on the things above we want to keep our eyes on the lord and i know we have a wonderful wonderful future and we're going to see the lord and we're going to be presented before the father and they are going to rejoice over you you know look what the work of grace has done the work of my son on the cross and uh and i just love that verse as i think about it and that's what lies ahead for all of us who are believers And we want to give that message to others. So, hey, we're getting ready to go to break. And we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. If you got a prayer request or a question, text line is 720-336-0897. We'll get to Rebecca right after the break. So if Rebecca, if you'll hold, if you're listening and um, you have a question and partly what we've been talking about, And uh, we're going to talk about the difference between the Great White Throne Judgment and the Bema Reward Seat. Rebecca, is a very good question. And uh, so hang on. You're going to hear the music here in just a moment. And as you hear the music, it's the only break of the show. But keep listening and grab one of those open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live. And we're going to be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Jeff Biggs at Calvary Chapel Greeley so glad that you have joined us that you're listening to today's program got plenty of time for you to be able to call in we got an open line 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720 336 so give me a call text me uh, uh, as well for a question or a prayer request I do want to make a quick announcement, then we're going to go to Rebecca in Longmont, but I want to remind you, those of you up here in Weld County in the northern Colorado, that we are meeting Sundays at 8, nine thirty, and 11 o'clock. We're in Matthew's Gospel. It's been wonderful seeing so many people come back uh, to church, and uh, so be sure to check us out on our website, org. we got other things that are going on during uh, the... Um, week as well. That's, uh, you can uh, just look at our uh, website. It also has our e-bulletin. And uh, just love to be able to meet you. And as we're going to be heading towards summer, we're, we're getting ready for our Vacation Bible School, uh, our children's festival that we're going to have. Last year, of course, we didn't have it. And we're looking so forward to it. So we'll be letting you know about that. It's going to be June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That's a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and uh, so uh, get it on your calendar and love to have you be able uh, to bring your kids and love to serve you and your family. Uh, if you're looking for a home church, uh, it's good for us as believers to be in fellowship right now. I know that maybe not all are, are comfortable in getting out right now, but, um, you know, we, we God's designed us to be in fellowship. And and uh, so um, if you're ready, come back. You're ready to be in person 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org for directions. We're easy to find. So, uh, I appreciate Rebecca has been holding Rebecca on line one from Longmont. Hi, Re- hi, Rebecca.
6: Hi.
3: Thanks for holding.
6: No problem. So I just have a question. Um, I know mm-hmm. the other caller called about, um, if believers go right to heaven after they die, um, I've often wondered that myself, as I've read Revelation, um, it's, I've come, I thought I came to the conclusion that, you know, all believers are judged after the millennial reign and when, you know, the book of life is opened and all the other right. books are opened. So if a believer is able to, if a believer goes to heaven right after they die, where does the book of life come into play?
3: Well, that's a good question, and I think there's some confusion on that, because when we deal with the resurrection, and of course the resurrection Paul talks about in First Corinthians chapter 15, that the resurrection deals with the eternal life in a new heavenly body. So Paul writes about it, that because Jesus rose from the grave, that we will rise from the grave as well. And in that chapter, he says something interesting. It's the longest chapter in First Corinthians that we need to keep in mind. But he says... That Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, and then he goes on and he says that um, that uh, that we as believers that we're going to rise each one according to their own order, so there is different resurrections that are going to take place. He talks about the resurrection in Second Corinthians chapter five, um, and he's reminding them that uh, we are going to have this tent that groans, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but for further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up, uh, that this tent that we have, that's what our body is called. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. And then he goes on, and he tells us not only about our destination, that we're going to go to heaven, but he tells us that we, that um are to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So that's a promise that we have, um, that as we die, our spirit will go up to heaven to be with the Lord. Now, I've done, uh, Rebecca, many funerals, and we go to the graveside, and I'm sure that perhaps you've been to a funeral where there was a graveside or even uh, if there's cremation, that that body is laid to rest. But that person is in heaven. Now, at the rapture of the church, when the trumpet blows, then that body will be raised up to where we will have new heavenly bodies. Paul also writes in chapter uh, 5 of 2 Corinthians that he who has prepared us for this very thing is God who has given us the Spirit as his guarantee. And he goes on to say that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what is good he has done, whether good or bad. So we're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And Paul also writes that in Romans chapter 14. So we as believers are going to stand at the bema reward seat of Christ. That's what the Greek word says, the bema reward seat of Christ. The Corinthians would be very familiar with this because they were familiar with the ancient... um, Uh, Olympic Games in Rome, they in Corinth had what was called the Isthmus Games, and the winners of the events would stand on what was called the Bema reward seat, and they would receive rewards for their event. So we as believers, and this is where it's really important, Rebecca, to understand that we're going to stand at the Bema reward seat of Christ to receive rewards, what we have done for Christ, what we've done in the body, whether good or bad. And we're not going to be judged for our sins. Jesus took that judgment upon the cross. We're going to be judged for what we have done for Christ and to receive rewards. And the Bible talks a lot about rewards. There's crowns to be given, rewards for what we've done for Christ. Jesus talked about the parable of the mina. He talked about the parable of the talents, how we invested those things that have been entrusted to us as a study for another time. But we as believers will stand at the Bema reward seat of Christ. Now, when it comes to the book of Revelation, as you're reading that after the millennium reign, that the heavens and the earth are going to fade away, as Revelation chapter 20 says, and then I'm going to turn to it, and, um, and I think this is where maybe a little bit of confusion is coming in for you and perhaps uh, others as well. And then he said, I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it. And he goes on and he talks about the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So after the millennium reign, what's going to happen is the unrighteous dead Those who die who are not believers go to Haiti right now. Luke chapter 16, Jesus tells of a story of Lazarus and the rich man. And Lazarus was one that went to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man went to the place of the unrighteous dead. There was a chasm between them. You can read that story, that account. And Abraham's bosom, where Lazarus was, Jesus, when he died on the cross, he said to the thief, You'll be with me in paradise before the sun has set. Before he ascended, he first descended. So he went down into Abraham's bosom. He said, This is what you guys have been waiting for. Because people, of the Old Testament, were looking forward to the cross. They did the sacrifices. The sacrifices wasn't enough to take away sin, it only covered sin. That's why they had to keep doing sacrifices over and over again. It wasn't enough until Jesus Christ came and died for our sins once and for all. So it was a kofar, is the Hebrew word. So Jesus said, I came, I died for your sins, I made atonement for your sins. So that chamber, Abraham's bosom, is empty. Uh, They would then go to heaven as Jesus presented his blood to the Father in the heavenly tabernacle, and it was accepted. But those who were in the the part Hades of the unrighteous dead at the end of the millennium reign, they will be resurrected. They will stand before the great white throne judgment, and they will be sentenced to outer darkness, uh, because of you know they'll be judged according to their works. Um, that is that you don't want to be judged according to your works, thinking that you're good enough to get it into heaven. It's only by faith in Jesus Christ. So we as believers will not stand at the great white throne judgment. We will stand at the Bema reward seat of Christ, be rewarded for what we have done for Christ. So there's a big difference in the two. And I know I just threw a whole lot of stuff at you, but that's the big difference between the great white throne and the Bema reward seat of Christ. Hmm. Well, what
1: what
6: what is Jesus referring to when he talks about in Matthew separating the sheep from the
3: goats. Yeah, that's a good question, Matthew chapter 25. And at the end of the tribulation period, when Jesus comes back in the second coming of Jesus Christ, when he comes back and touches down, we're going to come back with him, he touches down on the Mount of Olives, there's some things that are going to happen. Number one, that we're going to see that um, Satan is going to be bound up and thrown into the bottomless pit, uh, that's Revelation chapter 20, I believe, when you start that out. He's going to be bound up for a thousand years. The second thing that's going to happen is the judgment of the nations. And in Matthew chapter 25, that's what's describing the separation of the sh- sheep and the goats. Um, and um, and I'm going to turn to it real quick and read it to you. And he says that uh, in the parable, I believe, in the teaching that um, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another. A shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. So I find it interesting that the nations are going to be judged because during the millennium reign, there's still going to be nations. And Zechariah's prophecy in the last chapter of Zechariah talks about the nations coming up to Jerusalem during the millennium reign to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. So there's still going to be nations. Israel's going to be the dominant nation. The borders of Israel are going to expand. Jesus is going to sit on the throne of David from Jerusalem to rule and reign, but there's still going to be nations. And you see nations like Egypt that are mentioned. And and others in the millennium reign. So I find that interesting. So there's the judgment of the nations that will take place uh, in Matthew chapter 25.
6: Okay, Okay, well, thank you for explaining that. I appreciate it.
3: It's a lot, isn't it?
6: It is, it is. But that's what studying the Word, it definitely helps when you study the Word and really delve in.
3: And we're, we're going through Matthew's Gospel, and you know, we're going into chapter 19. So over the next weeks, we're going to be going over all these things that you're asking about. Um, and you can check out those teachings on our website or live stream it or whatever. Uh, but we're going to be going over the, the Olivet Discourse, as Jesus talks about a second coming, you know, when he comes back, the millennium reign, the rapture of the Church, the, the judgment of the nations— All these things, and we'll get in more detail of it, and that might help you out.
6: Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
3: You bet. Thanks for calling, Rebecca. Keep studying.
6: All right. Thank you.
3: You bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call for the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. It is... You know, uh, uh, just studying the scriptures, and and as we look at it, there's a lot of information. But as you keep studying, you begin to sort it out, and um, just uh, would encourage you to keep studying God's word. And we're here to answer your questions as best we can. Let's go to Brandy in Denver.
7: Hi, hi, Brandy. Hello. How are
3: How are you? (laughs)
7: Um, It's nice to... I've talked to you now like four different times, and um, <laughs> this time I actually have a praise report. Um, I had called in last summer, and I was getting ready to move into an 1890s lost-on Larimer, and it had been known to be haunted, and I was scared, and I called you to I just remember. tell you about that. And I here we are that. seven months later, and I my home has become just a place of warmth and love and joy, and everybody that comes in here feels that joy. And it's yeah. it's just been an amazing opportunity to share the good news of the gospel and to sit down and break bread with friends. And it's just yeah. it, it really goes to show, like maybe what the enemy wants to use for evil, to scare you. God is like, hey, I've actually got a plan, and when you lean on me, and when you trust me, I will take away all of your fears, and I will just fill your house with joy.
3: And I remember that call, and I remember telling you that you go in there, and you just dedicate it to the Lord. You just give that place to the Lord, you pray for God's peace and presence, and I I think I probably quoted from you from Ephesians, that is chapter... That's speaking to one another in uh, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord and giving thanks always. And, you know, just to make your home a place where God's presence and word and rejoicing is done and the enemy will flee. You know, that's what James says submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So I'm so glad to hear that it's worked out for you
7: been awesome. And um, I also have a, a rooftop. I have an entire rooftop. And this summer, um, I'm going to have a little worship on the rooftop and just get that that joyful noise out to the Lord right here in <laughs> downtown Denver. And, you know, one of the things that, as joyful as our home is, I walk out of my front door and I walk over and step over homeless people and am constantly yeah. just seeing addicts and and just really sad and i i think it for is. me i just want i every day i just say all right lord like how can i love this neighbor how can i love this neighbor who keeps
3: pooping
7: on our office door and you know like yeah. so i think i just need prayer to stay strong and have the lord just continue to show me how can i be a light outside of my home to the darkness yeah. that's right out on my very street
3: Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for Brandy and just hearing her encourages me. Just her heart for others and it needs to be a heart that we have that when we see that person that's you know down and out, when we see people that uh Lord, don't make it easy for us, but she desires to be a light in the darkness that's right outside her door. I thank you for the rooftop that she has so she's able to give praise and I pray for her, Lord, that she would continue to be that light, continue to just uh, cover her under the shadow of your wings. Lord, protect her, but Lord, also, uh, as she has divine appointments every day, uh, that you would use her to continue to be a light and to show the love of Jesus Christ. I thank you that her home is a place where um, it is blessed. The praises of God are, are heard, are spoken, and Lord, just a place for her to show hospitality to her friends, to be blessed in every way. So just use Brandy. And Lord, just just help her to, Lord, um, keep that love. Love for you and then love for others as well. She desires to help and just be led by you in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
7: Amen. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff, and thank you so much for just being such a blessing. And um, I, I just, I'm constantly listening to the radio, constantly being thank fed you. every single day, and it's just Good. a gift that the airwaves can be such a, such a moving yep. and just way to stay in the Word. So thank you very much.
3: You bet. Absolutely, Brandy. Stay in touch. God bless thank
7: you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: You, you bet. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. brandys such a blessing, so upbeat, love it, love it, such an encouragement. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven is the text. Let's go ahead. Let's go to Sharon in Denver. Sharon. She she may have dropped it. I I want to pray for Sharon. Is, uh, Lord, she is having to, um, uh, just. Uh, confront tenants, and, and Lord, it's not a good situation. She wants to be a good witness. She wants to, uh, Lord, do what is right. But Lord, I pray that you would just uh, be with her, give her wisdom, give her discernment. Um, and Lord, I just pray that uh, you would just help her in, in when we deal with tough situations. So just be with Sharon. And Lord, just give her the words to speak. Um, just protect her. Lord, just be with her. And Lord, I pray that this situation would be resolved. And uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, she would, Lord, um, be brought to peace and and not to have this be a bondage to her or uh, harm to her or anything. Lord, you know the situation. So we just commit it all to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So I just wanted to pray for Sharon as she had to go, and and, uh, just with this situation, and we're sorry we didn't get to Sharon, but the Lord knows where she's at, and we're praying for her, and maybe you need prayer. we still got a few minutes left in the show. I'd love to talk with you. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the call in. If we can take a call or two left in the show. Text line is 720-336-0897, and um, an interesting text question came in. Uh, that I want to—it um, says, interesting, uh, should churches have children's ministry or youth groups? And I think it depends on the church. I think it depends on the dynamics of the church. There are what are called integrated churches where the the church, the gathering of believers, feel very strongly about having children and the whole family in together as they worship together and have the teaching Um, And for those integrated family churches, that's very much of a priority. And for me, um, we have children's ministry and we do have youth groups. And I I think that the children, uh, particularly uh, one of the reasons that we do have children's ministries, number one, it's hard for them to sit through a teaching 40, 45 minutes that I do, um, sometimes even longer. Um, They just can't sit that long to be in a classroom where they're being taught at their level and uh, be able to minister to them because the attention span of smaller kids are only a few minutes and we're able to do that very effectively and I think we have probably one of the you know we have a wonderful children's ministry uh, where it's safe uh, where they're learning they love to come they love to come to church be able to learn on their own level um pro- uh, the challenge is if we have small kids in uh, the children's uh, are in the worship service, and we do this at different times of the year, like on uh, Resurrection Weekend, we have family services. But when I'm going through a book of the Bible, you know, during the year on Sunday mornings, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some subjects that um, are— uh, you know more adult uh subjects like immorality or biblical morality uh we're going to talk about marriage we're going to talk about those things and i want to be able to be free to talk to the adults and the older you know um you know teenagers and stuff uh, about those things and and uh so those are hard for children to hear about and stuff so that's uh, one of the reasons why i really like children's ministry and and plus you know you can get a toddler or somebody that can be very, very distracting, and sometimes people say, "Well, you know the Holy Spirit is stronger than a child. Well, a child can still distract the service so and then the youth groups as well, and particularly middle schoolers, um you know they have a place where they can learn and grow, and there's different thoughts on you know in high school, I believe it's important for high schoolers to start coming in and learning to sit in in a service and take notes and have their Bibles open. But we also have youth groups for other times for them to fellowship and for them to continue to study the Word of God. So there's different thoughts on that, and I am not opposed to youth groups, um, and I'm not opposed to children ministry at all. Uh, I think that uh, we provide a wonderful place for them to learn, to grow, and, uh, and we provide a place for people to come into the sanctuary, open up their Bibles, and if that's uh, every family has to make a decision. Some families, they want their high schoolers in there, and, and I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. Others, they use the, the high school um, ministry that we have as they gather at different times. We have the high schoolers in on Sunday morning that they're learning and they're growing, uh, but we have other times during the week where they can meet. So, but um, anyway, uh, we um, have that available. But there are some that have the conviction they want their children uh, in with them, and and there are those integrated families. You know, one of the things I was just reading about in the book of Nehemiah that Ezra, when he read the book of the law, they he got up and read the book of the law. In the hearing of all who could understand, that means that there wasn't children that were there. So I think there's a case for that, that I want to be able to teach the Word of God to those who can understand. So, hey, got a call from um, that didn't want to be on the air, but a prayer request uh, from New Jersey for a local pastor who had a car accident and got a broken neck. His name is Carl. So, Father, we pray for this one who called in from New Jersey. Uh, We know um, that, Lord, that uh, a car accident has happened, a very serious injury. We pray for uh, Pastor Carl. You know who he is. Uh, And we just pray that you would be with those who are ministering to him uh, in the hospitals. We pray for healing for his injuries. Uh, Lord, we don't know how serious it is or long lasting um the ramifications of it, but Lord, you do, so we just pray for your hand to be upon uh this situation that Lord that you would be with him, that he would recover from these these injuries, and Lord, you be with this congregation if he's pastoring a church, um Lord, just with everybody involved, his family um and Lord, we commit it all to you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. I think we got open lines. I want to go to the text line and uh, as people text in some questions while we got a few minutes, uh, let's see where I'm at with that. And there is one that um, will we be able to sin in the millennium reign? And, um, and I'm worried they still have that temptation to respond. When we as believers, When we go to the millennium reign, we're going to be in our glorified body. So uh, we won't be tempted to sin. We'll be in our glorified state. So you can be assured that the millennium reign is the world populates itself. um, Righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea. But there is some indication that um, there is going to be some sin. Zechariah chapter 14 talks about. Any nation that rebels, you know, doesn't come up for the Feast of Tabernacles. At the end of the millennium reign, there's going to be a rebellion as Satan is let out. So, uh, but we in our glorified states will not go through that. And so uh, when we see him, we will be like him. And then also pray for all teenagers. This COVID changed so many teens, so many families, depression, anxiety. Pray for them. Hopefully they'll turn around and follow Jesus. So, Father, As we get ready to close the show, Lord, we pray for our young people. We even know that right now that this COVID is affecting the young people older people are getting um, shots. But, Lord, they've been isolated. They're full of anxiety, many of them, Um, uncertainty. We just pray for your peace and that, Lord, the church, that we would reach them with a message of comfort and truth and love and of hope, Lord, that Jesus is their hope, that it would open their eyes to see that this world is not their hope, that you are. So, Lord, we just pray that the gospel would go forth, that we would be used to minister to them, to our young people, to whoever is linked to us in our lives, Lord. And so, Lord, use us in this way. We are here for such a time as this. In the days in which we are in, keep us all strong, keep our eyes on you, to be used of you in every way, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, had a great show today. We're getting close to hearing the, the music as we close the show. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep in the scriptures. Keep listening to Grace FM, your Christian radio station. And uh, and be open to the Lord using you to be uh, a minister to others. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that we were talking about today, that we have, uh, you know, um, the motivation of is the love of Christ that motivates us after Paul writes about uh, the Bema reward seed and being absent from the bodies be present with the Lord and also we have the ministry of reconciliation we've been reconciled to God and now we have the ministry of reconciliation to others and isn't that great uh, to be able to tell others that Jesus is alive he is your hope he died for your sins and rose again And so you have that ministry. Go out, be used of the Lord, be a light to others. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow at the same time. Have a great evening.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.